everyone, I'm Colleen with Awaken Catholic and this is Awaken the Saint. It's a common view among atheists and agnostics that religion will keep them from living the way they want, that the rules and restrictions of organized religion will take away their freedom and their happiness. The saints, in general, are a pretty obvious example refuting that idea. Despite many of them living in abject poverty, they were the happiest people around. This is especially true of today's saint, Alphage of Canterbury. Alphage was born around the year 953 in southern England. His parents were of noble stock, and he decided from his youth to enter into religious life. When he was in his early 20s, he became a monk at the monastery of Deerhurst. He learned a great deal there, but was drawn to live in even greater poverty than the monastery could allow, so he departed to become a hermit. Though he lived in relative seclusion, Alphage was not at all a recluse. Those living nearby visited him often, and he received them gladly. Over time, he became respected in the nearby community for his humility and compassion. In 982, Alphage was given the opportunity to become the abbot of a monastery in Bath. He accepted the role, and in it, he continued to win friends, including St. Dunstan of Canterbury, an archbishop. Dunstan saw fit to give Alphage the seat of the Bishop of Winchester, which had recently fallen vacant. The newly appointed bishop wasted no time in ministering to those within his domain. He tolerated no bad behavior, demanding discipline not only for his fellow clergy, but also for the laity. Though harsh in this respect, he was still incredibly amiable and set a great example for others to follow. He was especially loved for his generosity, which was so boundless that at one point it was reported that there were no beggars in his diocese. By the year 1006, Alphage was elected Archbishop of Canterbury, but difficult times were upon England. The Danes who had been raiding the country for many years were only somewhat kept at bay by large bribes and were becoming more and more insatiable. Eventually, the invaders drove deep into England, their sights set on its spiritual capital. Even in the face of danger, Alphage refused to leave his flock behind. And when Canterbury was brought down, the Danes captured him and held him for ransom. Alphage vocally refused to allow any payment to be given for his release, and so none were brought forward. He remained a captive for seven months, a time which he spent preaching no less fervently than he did in Canterbury, even converting some of his captors. At the end of this period, they once more demanded ransom from the archbishop. He told them without fear that they could take his life, but his soul belonged to God, which enraged them so much that they killed him. There is no sharper contrast to St. Alphage's unrelenting joy than his captors and killers. Again and again, they demanded tribute, always wanting more. In the worldly sense, they were free, free to kill, pillage, and take what they wanted. But they were slaves to their endless hunger for wealth and power. And Alphage, though he was held captive, was the only truly free person among them because he had long ago given himself to God. St. Alphage of Canterbury, pray for us.